Welcome into this very special edition of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I'm Jonathan Hood. Please go back into the archives and check out previous episodes of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday as this show emanates from the great wrestling capital of Chicago, Illinois. And wherever you are listening to me from, thank you so much for downloading the podcast. As I mentioned, check out the archive, whether it's on the ESPN Chicago app or wherever you get your podcast. Look for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Hit that subscribe button and tell people that Jonathan Hood talks wrestling. Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I never ask too much on this wrestling podcast when we do specials or when we talk about modern wrestling. So just tell people on your social media or in your circle that Jonathan Hood talks wrestling and the show is named Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. This is a special edition of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday as we talk about the life and times of Golden Boy Paul Christie, Chicago's own. If that name does not resonate with you, I will explain to you while we're doing a special. We've heard the expression over the years that it happens in threes, right? Always in threes when it comes to deaths, celebrity deaths, wrestling deaths, deaths that you're familiar with. We have done a retrospective of the life of New Jack, as well as a look back at the life of Don Kernodal from Mid-Atlantic Wrestling and the National Wrestling Alliance. And now today it's Golden Boy Paul Christie. And before we hear thoughts from Paul Christie and the style of wrestler that he was, I want to take you back to my fandom as a kid watching wrestling with my grandfather. We're in the back room of our South Side home, and wrestling was only on on Saturdays and Sundays. So I... I am firmly entrenched with the American Wrestling Association, the AWA. And the reason for that is because it was on television. They had several shows on. It was Vern Gagne's Wrestling, and Vern had a terrific territory. The other one that we would watch is the WWA, and that was based out of Indianapolis, run by Dick the Bruiser. And we were able to see stars from the past wrestle in the late 70s or the 80s. So as a kid, as I'm watching... Wilbur Snyder, The Crusher, Dick the Bruiser, Golden Boy Paul Christie, a very young Bobby Heenan, The Blackjacks, um, Yukon Moose Cholak, over and over again, I'm seeing all of these wrestlers. And I, it doesn't occur to me as a kid that I'm watching wrestlers that were featured in the 60s and some in the 50s. As I'm watching in the late 70s, when I started watching wrestling in 77, 78 during that time, as a child, I don't recognize that Bobo Brazil is probably 25 years past his prime. I don't notice that Jerry Valiant maybe is past his prime. I, I, I don't notice this. I just see wrestling figures. And so you come to find out that Paul Christie, a wrestler that is from Chicago, and one of the other reasons why I want to feature him on this special episode of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Paul Christie is from Chicago. He spent a lot of time in Evergreen Park, Illinois. And Paul was one of those wrestlers that would wrestle all over the territories to make a name for himself. So let's go back. Paul Christie is from Chicago. He went to Mount Carmel High School after receiving a swimming scholarship. And then he transferred to Harper High School and began his amateur wrestling career. So he's Chicago through and through. Went to Mount Carmel and then transferred to Harper High School in Chicago. So Paul Christie was an interesting wrestler because 
He was the prototypical heel when I saw him as a kid, but also a terrific babyface. You don't get wrestlers today that can be able to flourish in both being a babyface and a heel. You could be the greatest heel ever, but that means that at some point the fans are going to cheer you. You could be the white meat babyface wrestler of the territory back in the day, but there was an opportunity for you to be a heel if you switched, so it really mattered back then. And Paul Christie could do both. So his accomplishments, Paul Christie was the ICW heavyweight champion. You say, what's ICW? International Championship Wrestling was ran by the Poffos, as in Lanny Poffo and Randy Macho Man Savage Poffo. The dad, Angelo Poffo, all, all, all three of those guys from Chicago into the Downers Grove area of Chicago, but they're pretty much Chicagoans, the Poffos, had their own territory, the International Championship Wrestling territory, to run opposition against Jerry Jarrett, Jerry Lawler, and the Memphis Territory. So ICW was built to be able to take out Jerry Jarrett's Memphis promotion, and of course it never happened. ICW is a very odd company, and you'll be able to hear some parts of ICW within this podcast. So Paul Christie was the champion of Angelo Popo's ICW. He also was the United States Heavyweight Champion twice. Um, and the last champion of ICW for the United States Championship. And I believe both times he was a heel in ICW winning those championships. He also was a Southern Tag Team Champion with Ken Lucas uh, in the Gulf Coast version of the National Wrestling Alliance down in Pensacola uh, and also in Alabama, Florida, in that area. He is also, as I mentioned, in the WWA. This is when I first saw Paul Christie at the World Wrestling Association. Uh, he was a tag team champion with an aging Wilbur Snyder, Moose Cholock, and Roger Kirby. And uh, he was an honoree at the Cauliflower Alley Club in 2005. And you say, okay, Hood, that's all great, but what's the point of all this? Well, the point is, is that it just shows you through perseverance and the way that the business was back in the day, you could be able to go from city to city and you could be a baby face in one city and a heel in another city and you could be able to make a lot of money because there's a lot of places to work. There's a lot of independents there out there now, but I don't know if they pay as much as the independents did depending on where you go. There were times where you can go to Portland, from Portland to Puerto Rico, and make a really good living as a professional wrestler. So I want to take you back in time to kind of go through some of the highlights of Golden Boy Paul Christie. As I mentioned, I saw him later in life, but I thought he was just, I don't know, 30, 35. Looks like he was much older than that. But that's the way it was in Dick DeBruge's territory. He showcased a lot of wrestlers that were long in the tooth, that were running in slow motion, but it looked fast to me as a young child watching that promotion. So let's start at the 1960s. So here is Paul Christie in this matchup against Johnny Gates. And this is a younger Paul Christie. You can find these... Matches on YouTube, by the way, but there was Paul Christie taking on Johnny Gates. I just love some of the old footage of professional wrestling, how smooth the play-by-play -play was. Um, just one guy with the microphone, really good um, you know, ring announcer. It's just very smooth the way they used to call wrestling back in the 60s. So very different than what you have today. So let's go up to the ring. 
introductions of the third of five bouts on wrestling champion up to the ring and our ring announcer Leonard Sterling. One fall, 30 minute time limit. In this corner, weighing 216 pounds from Windsor, Ontario, Canada, Johnny Gates. And in this corner, weighing 200 pounds from Hollywood, California, Paul Christie. Golden Boy, Paul Christie, the crowd favorite over Johnny Gates from Canada Way. In talking last week with Paul Christie, he mentioned that he likes to apply the sleeper hold. For a youngster of 22, he feels he has learned quite a bit about the hold and has mastered it and has used it for a finish several times. Let's see if he can use it against a ring veteran, Johnny Gates. I see our timekeeper Bob Claus is all set to go. About number three. Underway. Golden Boy Paul Christie circling. The ring veteran Johnny Gates and Boy up over the top rope and down. That was the orbiting Paul Christie. Christie just getting in before the count of ten. And over the other side. Christie is a thrower. He should be pitching for Chicago. Hey, look at Christie come in from behind. Oh, and a drop kick. Two. Christie trying for a sleeper. Each hurdle as it comes. 
Well, do you get a chance to work out much? I'm going to call you Golden Boy. I like that better. Golden Boy, do you get a chance to work out much? I try to, but a lot of times it's hard, though, because, you know, if you're one right. town one night, you time to get through this, you hop in a bus or the train or you fly from one town to another, and it's pretty hard, but I try to as much as I can. Golden Boy, how many nights a uh, week do you figure you wrestle? Or how many would you like to wrestle? Oh, see, that, that varies, see, Bill. A lot of times I've gotten hurt and I've been laid up for a few weeks. And uh, sometimes it's hard to tell, see, depending on each week. It's, I uh, answer me this. If uh, promoter Fred Kohler came to you and says, I have a chance for you to wrestle the heavyweight champion Buddy Rogers with you, and you don't have that much experience, would you take the match? I definitely would take the match. I have nothing to lose, and I would be honest with you. This hole, the sleeper has been working on everybody. I'd like to see if I could get it on anybody. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll see it. Okay, thanks, thanks a lot. Bill. Golden Boy, Paul Christie. <laughs> Just the old classic stuff, right? Fred Kohler was a longtime promoter of wrestling in Chicago. So uh, in the 1960s, Paul Christie against Johnny Gates. Wouldn't be surprised. I don't have a, a destination for where that bout took place. It could have been at the International Amphitheater in Chicago. It used to be located on 43rd and Halsted. So here's a matchup from Indianapolis. As I mentioned, Paul Christie was a good tag team wrestler as well. In the WWA, Jerry Valiant, one of the Valiant brothers, and Paul Christie team to take on Spike Huber and Steve Regal. And not William Regal that you see in NXT, but Steve, Mr. Electricity Regal, who was a phenomenal uh, lightweight in the WWA at that time. He was always around 210, 218, but today he would be a superstar. Back then... He was decent. As a matter of fact, Steve Regal and Jimmy Garvin defeated the Road Warriors for the AWA Championship uh, at one point in the early 80s. Uh, he's teamed here with Spike Huber. At the time, Spike was the brother, let's see, the son-in-law of Dick the Bruiser. Did not know that until later in life. Did not know that as a kid. I just noticed it was interesting to see a young, jacked Spike Huber and an old, aging Dick the Bruiser. <laughs> in the late 70s, early 80s. Here's the finish of that matchup. David McLean, if you could follow this, he's on the call for the closing of this tag team match that I just mentioned. Working on Spike. 
three-pointer. Spike and Steve. Spike's got to get over there and tag. Spike's got to get over there and tag. That's all there is to it. He's over in that corner and can't help himself. Steve coming in again to help. Billy Beach stopping him. Oh, man. Spike Huber, I feel sorry for him because Steve hasn't been able to come in and help him. If you know, fans, please know, this is the first time that the Young Lions haven't been able to go in there and tag effectively and keep a fresh man in the ring. And that's what tag team action is all about, keeping a fresh man in there and then doing away with your opponent. Spike, tell Steve to come over. Steve, drilling Jerry Valiant. Drilling him, throwing him into the ropes. Oh, Valiant puts Steve back. Paul Christie going to throw Steve and Spike together. Spike has recovered, I believe. No, the two men go together. Spike trying to wake up. Christie's over Spike. Spike pops out. Spike working on just instinct alone. Valiant drilling away at Steve Regal. It's, it's pandemonium, it's bedlam, and it's definitely chaos. It's chaos in the ring. We might have to end you in the midst of this match, fans. Time is running out. Oh, Spike Huber, Spike Huber, pins, he, he pins Paul Christie with a beautiful cradle. He puts Paul Christie away. The winners are Spike Huber and Steve Regal. Yes, David McLean going nuts as the play-by-play guy as Spike Huber and Steve Riggle defeat Jerry Valiant and Paul Christie. Christie taking the fall right there. Check that out on YouTube, by the way. Look for that tag team matchup from 1983. I mentioned to you that if you are a solid babyface, you can always be a heel as well. Well, you know, when... (laughs) It's bizarre, but when Paul Christie was a heel, he could not stop talking. And also, he snapped off. It was some of the most bizarre stuff. I remember this as a kid, how heels would not just be nasty, but also they turned into monsters at the end of their promo. Screaming into the mic, or in this case, taking the mic and trying to eat it. Put it all the way in your mouth. Um, apparently, that's what... Uh, what Paul Christie wanted to do with this interview with the great Lou Thez. Thez was trying to have a conversation with um, with Paul Christie. Paul Christie had his wife, actually. It wasn't even his, um, he was his valet, but also his wife uh, accompanied Christie to ringside. And she's part of this interview as well, standing on the side. But uh, it's interesting how Paul Christie, as you heard him earlier in the 60s, well, he turned in quite a heel in the 80s. Well, ladies and gentlemen, some wrestlers do like to hurt people, and they go through that thing. But some wait, 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 some wait, wait, like wait, to injure people wait, wait, permanently. Wait, wait, hey, ignorance out the thing. Hey, what do you mean? What's wrong with hurting people, Fez? Huh? Camera. Well, hurting people is fine, wait, 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 but to do it permanently is not too well. It's four months that you interviewed me. I come out again, you invite me again, and you go through that same motor, 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 motor mouth. Hey, ignorance, please. They want to hear me, all right? Muscle control, huh? I don't get up here and brag, though, about the muscles I have. Like this guy, what, Stamzy, Stormzy, Stanzik, or whatever. Oh, gee, ma, I'm going to do my best. Or like, 
big old spike Huber. Stand up. Have you ever seen him? Can he move? He walks like this. What's he got something wrong with his shoulders, his arms? Another one. Oh, Chuck's mom, I'm going to do it real good. From the country. They made me view, Lou. Sitting down, a little tired boy. Uh, down, down. See that? And then she sits on my foot. I don't like to move when you first come up here anyways. Stand up here first, and I will sit down like a gentleman. See how I treat my woman? Classy, classy guy. All right? Enjoy, now, first, first of all, hey, ignorance. Please, 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 please. I don't have to be here, you know. I could be in Hawaii in the beach or something. I would be sitting here with you. Boy, you still wearing them Kmart's. Oh, that's real good. Let me explain something, too. I brought on something. I'm a classy guy, all right? What's this guy that wears around some hard hat? If I was ever going to wear a hat, I would wear something like this, Mr. Cool Guy. By the way, when we talk wrestling, says all right, about the last three years, how many matches I've won? 846 matches in the last three and a half years. I haven't lost. Plus, plus go ahead. Go ahead, Lance. It's nice how I do it. With leap or hold, I put millions of people in the business. You know what's happening here? I'm sitting there. You're trying to interrupt me. She's sitting there trying to look pretty, jumping up on the stage, getting in front of me. You're trying to over-talk talk me, do this, do that. I never did like that little move, you little creep. But I just... I'll tell you one thing, I'm a classic guy, and if I see any guy out there ever, like, hit any females, I don't go for it. Every once in a while, a little pat on the back, a little elbow, all right, it's fine, all right? But don't, there you go again, you're thinking these weird thoughts again, Des. Talk wrestling, don't talk about my personal business, all right? And you, you talk about wrestling with us, hold it, hold permanently. I don't have to be here, ignorance. I don't have to be here. I told you before, what, four months ago? I can buy you, buy you 20 times over, and next time, do it right now. I'm not going to sit in this little goofy square here and find it so you can just move here, move there, ignorance. And maybe the people who can hear me, if you can put that thing closer to my face, all right, and come in this way and get the pretty side of my face. I don't like the way I've been treated here, and I'm going to fire everyone who... Okay. <laughs> Weird, right? Yeah, I thought it was strange too. Luthez is sitting there trying to get an interview with Paul Christie and he snaps. It was very, very strange, that is for sure. I got more uh, from Paul Christie. Well, anyway, Cayman Golden Boy, Paul Christie will be in Manchester tonight. You lucky, lucky people. Lucky people. Manchester, Kentucky, tonight. The Golden Boy World Champion, accompanied by Miss Betty Love, will be there tonight. The Indian has the opportunity of a lifetime. He's wrestling. He's going to be able to touch his body. The specimen of perfection. Tonight, Manchester, Kentucky, the World Champion will be there. Indian, I'm going to thrash you to death, boy. I'm going to be over you like melting butter. Uh, weird promo from... Uh... ICW it almost sounded automated, didn't it? Well, that's kind of the archives from the early 80s from uh, the Popos uh, ICW wrestling. And speaking of ICW, Paul Christie was the ICW world champion and he took on Ox Baker. And Ox Baker is a perfect example of how you can be the meanest looking dude and look like you'll always be a career, uh, really a, a bad guy or a heel. He's a babyface, remarkably, in this matchup. Ox Baker against Paul Christie for the ICW Championship. Here's the closing moments of that one. Oh, bring that elbow on the top of the head of the Golden Boy, Paul Christie. 
Christie, and that staggers Christie, and there's a punch, and that sends him down to the canvas. And uh, Paul Christie is in a lot of trouble right here. Ox Baker laying the boots into that back and uh, telling him, taught him to get up on his feet. And Christie's in a lot of trouble right now. And Ox Baker, once again, uh, looks like he's going for a, well, a chin lock, some type of chin lock right here. It's really hard to tell from the angle. But uh, right now he still has the golden boy Paul Christie at bay. And uh, it looks like the uh, golden boy Paul Christie is motioning to... Uh, Miss Bunny Love, I don't know what's going to be happening here, but uh, here he reaches up and gouges uh, Ox Baker in the eyes. There he gouges him in the eyes, and oh, Ox Baker answers that with a big punch to the jaw. And oh, it looks like Miss Bunny Love gave Paul Christie something right there. I don't know what it was, but the Ox Baker closes in on him, and Paul Christie, and oh, it uh, looks like a retractable cane. He pushed a button, and there he drives it in the midsection of Ox Baker. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that, but he covers Ox Baker one, two, three, and that's it. Unbelievable. Uh, unbelievable what Paul Christie has to be one of the most despicable acts I've ever seen, but the, the winner of this match, the Golden Boy Paul Christie, and uh, there the referee starting to question him about that uh, cane. I don't, uh, it just seemed like it came out of nowhere. Uh, I don't know if it was a retractable cane or what type of cane that was, but it looked like uh, he just pushed the button, the cane came up and nailed uh, Ox Baker in the midsection of that cane, and that was enough for one, two, three, and Ox Baker is really fired up about this situation, and what a disgusting way to win a match, but uh, still the winner of the match is the ICW World Heavyweight Champion, the Golden Boy Paul Christie, but uh, I have a feeling Randy Savage is going to have a few <laughs> So there you have it. There you have it, Paul Christie comes out on top. Now, they're talking about the retractable cane. You, you know, so Paul Christie used to come out to the ring with a cane at times, and that cane was used as a weapon. You know, you've seen these at Spencer's Gifts. I remember this back in the day, or you go to these places where you can get one of those Hollywood canes where they would, you could you know, break them up in like four different sections. And so the announcer says it was, it was kind of like the, the, you push the button and it extends. And so this is what he was talking about there, where the valet for Paul Christie, who was his wife, by the way, Miss Bunny Love, she hands him the cane, and then Paul Christie hits the button, the cane extends, and you just jab him right into the throat, and a one, two, three for the ICW champion, Paul Christie. So there you have it, um, the life and times of Paul Christie. Just wanted to give him a shout out to someone that's from Chicago that was born in the early, let's see, the early 1930s. And we went from the 1960s, the 70s, and 80s. As a matter of fact, Paul Christie was on TNT, an old uh, WWE show, uh, in the 80s doing magic tricks uh, later on in his career. He officially retired in the 90s, by the way. He was still doing independent shots, and he passed away um, suddenly in the state of Michigan. So just want to give Paul Christie his due, someone I grew up watching, and once again, my dear departed grandfather introduced me to wrestling years and years ago, and it was wrestlers like Paul Christie and Wilbur Snyder and Dick the Bruiser and the Crusher and the Valiants and Yukon Moose Cholock and so many others where those wrestlers, as we come to know now, those wrestlers were just hanging on for a payday, but at the time they were bigger than life. Don't forget to check out Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. We'll have a lot more on wrestling across the board, including what's going on in AEW, uh, some cuts with the WWE, and so much more. Uh, rest in peace, Golden Boy. Continue to listen to Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday for so much more on this podcast. Wherever you don't, wherever you find this podcast, make sure you tell people that Jonathan Hood talks wrestling Tuesday. Wrestling Tuesday. <laughs>